Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 1234 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. We've got, obviously, a hot day in the text line on our Heartland Ford text line. I'm not going to be able to get to them all. Okay? Um, not uh, able to get to them all. This text comes in out of Edmonton. Bob, Hall Trade started this downhill crap. Larson is a top four or five defenseman, not a top two. We had poor goaltending, poor effort and coaching all year again, and we only managed 14 points out of 50 from December to February. Uh, pathetic leadership. And uh, Shirelli getting rid of Kajula and Strome for poor returns. We're in bad shape. Our, uh, he says Gretzky's part of the problem. Our pro scouts need to be fired. So there's that's the one sentiment out there. Uh, Barry has texted the show out of Bonneville. Longtime fan of your show. The orders are my team. Just want to say thank you for everything you put out on the airwaves as your job in orders now is very tough at times. Fans are very uh, angry, and the only way we can vent is on your show. Uh, you take a lot of hits, but much like the team, uh, there's guys willing to cheer the boys on, and you as well. Well, thank you, Barry. Uh, can't be a relative of mine because they would never cheer me on. Mark Spector can attest to that. All right, we're going to bring Stoffer Inspector and get her going here for Horse Racing Alberta. Again, Century Mile is now open, and racing begins on April the 28th. I'll tell you the guests on the show, not Mark Spector, but guests I actually like. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak. Yeah, you've ever had. Follow the sizzle from 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff orders now sent you. Mark, 12 out of 13 seasons. Well, only three teams in the history of the National Hockey League have managed to uh, attain that lofty perch, Bob. So I guess there is a record involved here, at least a top three record. 
Give me your assessment the day after it's official, because we all knew, you know, once they went through that six, twelve, and three stretch, remarkably they didn't fall that many further behind because the other teams that were chasing were struggling too. Edmonton played marginally, and I use the word margin, marginally better in the month of March. They won, I think they went seven, five, and two, something like that. Uh, McDavid, player month, twenty-seven points and fourteen games, but I think we knew the inevitability of the situation, if you understand the numbers. Yeah, listen, you know, one of the oldest cliches in hockey is your best players have to be your best players for you to win. And it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think I need to break that down for our listeners. So the Oilers get career years of their top three forwards. The best players are their best players, right? Um, and they don't win. You know, so let's extrapolate on that. If If you can't live up to that cliche. What does it mean, right? Your best players are all have a career years. There's obviously uh, the roster is that bereft of support for these guys. Um, you know, the cleft bomb injury, sure, it's, it's a tough when your top defenseman goes down. But when your top defenseman goes down and you lose that badly for that long, it just tells you you don't have any depth behind them. Everybody gets injuries. you got to be able to you know live through an injury to Oscar Clefbaum, who seems to get hurt for one stretch every year and the last one's goaltending you got the second best goalie on the ice every night Bob whether it's Subban at the other end or whether it's Henrik Lundqvist at the other end or whoever's at the other end your guy's the second best guy probably seven nights out of ten yeah and, and uh, he, it's hard to make the playoffs with that group what happened here was interesting uh because to me it's a combination of factors okay you take a look at the uh, go back to the start of the season, Spec. We were in Sweden. The top three right wings slotted to start the year were Raddy, Pogliarvi, and uh, Yamamoto. So that is what Peter Shirelli put together and what Todd McClellan had to coach. Now, we both know Todd was concerned about that right side to start the year. Those three right wings combined scored nine goals in the NHL after ironically scoring 15 in the playoffs. Left wing. Preseason. Yeah, they scored 15 in the preseason. They combined yeah. to score nine in the regular season. Um, and there's a lesson in that, and I'll get to the lesson in a second. On the left side, Nugent Hopkins, Lucic, Reeder, top three left wings. One guy's had a career year. The other two guys combined to score five goals. So yeah. 14 goals combined out of their top uh, five of their top six wingers that were slotted in. Now, Kajula was hurt, missed the first game. Uh, Strom, third-line center. Ryan Strom leads the NHL in goals scored by a player traded during the season. Ironically, mm-hmm. his brother is second, Dylan. Um, and then they traded, you know, Shirelli uh, made the Manning trade. And these deals are not all on Peter. I mean, that's the thing. But you know Peter's personality. So there was some, and, and here's here lies the rub. There is a lesson in what it, what's occurred here. The orders need real – like, I love Tyler Benson as a prospect. You cannot pencil him in on this team to start next season. That's, there's a lesson that. You cannot pencil in Kyler Yamamoto to start the team. You have to have real, established NHL players. Frankly, the orders were lucky that they got 15 goals out of Cassian, which I sure heck didn't see happen, and 21 out of Chase on, or it would have been even worse. But they've mm-hmm. got to have real players, and then Yamamoto and Benson have got to force their way in. And maybe I'm being unfair to Benson. Like Jake DeBrusque played one year in the minors, came up and played for Boston's a good player. And uh, I, 
suggest to you that had Benson not hurt, been hurt in his draft year, he might have been a guy that would have gone 15th to 20th instead of 32nd. So there's, there's just the forwards. For me, Mark, the defense is not good enough. I don't care if they've gone 10, 6, and 5. They're not good enough. And then in goal, Koskinen, I think, hit a wall here. I'm surprised he keeps getting starts. I, I, I'm not sure. You know, I'd start Stollers. Um, I, he did battle back yesterday, but he is not on the same level that he was at six weeks ago. So your your floor, go to it. You can start in goal, go to D, go to forward, go with any way you want. <laughs> Well, listen, you, you know, a guy like Benson, on an organized, I mean, one of the spirals you get is when you're not very good, you rush any prospect who looks like he might be helpful. Pogliarvi is a perfect example. He never got the AHL time he's supposed to get because they needed him up here, you know, and, and they've, they're halfway to having a prospect that's a suspect. So Benson's had a really good year down there. And, and you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is you need to just decide – if he makes the team on merit next year, okay, he can make the team. But you can't just put him in the way you did. You can't put him in because you got a big fat hole and you use him to fill it. If you're just looking for a placeholder, Bob, go and find the next, you know, find some uh, a guy on a PTO, fill the hole with him. Don't ruin your prospects. So that's to me the first thing. And the last thing I'll say, Bob, is you know, no one agrees with the job Shirley did here. He did a lousy job. But I'll tell you, a GM talks with all the scouts and the people in his hockey ops and his organization. And the Oilers, if the Oilers and Bob Nicholson and Daryl Cates, if the guys that worked for Peter in the pro side don't wear a significant amount of, of the pro talent evaluation that's gone on in this town, not just this year, but last year, the year before, in the last five or six years, right? their pro evaluation has been uh, gets a failing grade and it's not just one guy, right? It's not just one guy. That need that that circumspection needs to be spread throughout this organization. Again, on the pro side, I kind of like the way their amateur side's held out. They've done a pretty good job. Look at Bakersfield; they got some good players. But don't tell me you're just going to bring in a GM, keep all the same pro scouts, and all of a sudden improve your pro side. Won't happen. All right. So Dwayne Sutter's the head of pro scouting. Some of the other pro scouts are Paul Messier. Uh, Chris Chikaki, those are a couple of the guys off the top of my head that I can name. Um, I'll be intrigued to see what happens moving forward. I mean, Bob Nicholson is doing a search right now for a general manager. We don't actually have knowledge of who's on the final list for Bob or even if we're at the stage of having the final list. Right. But... Does the obvious weaknesses and holes to the Oilers roster make it easy to synchronize the potential changes that need to occur, regardless of who the manager is? What do you mean? Well, I'll give you an example. In fact, here's here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read a text from Tyler on our Heartland Ford text line, and Tyler's one of our smarter uh, texters. Uh, I don't always agree with him, but I want to get to this. Here it goes. Improvement of this team needs to be directly linked to the de-Shirellization of the current roster, specifically replacing Larson and Russell with better puck-moving defensemen, moving aside Lucic with salary retained as necessary to help facilitate adding another high-end skill forward with plus skating ability. This plan is not. This plan is simple but not easy. 
The uh, key being the most important pieces, 97 and 29, are already locked down and in place. This can be fixed without a protracted rebuild. So here's the thing, Mark. When Peter Shirelli came aboard and he changed the perception, the orders were going to be a big, uh, heavy team that was going to be able to compete in the Pacific and uh, they went out and, you know, they traded Hall, brought in Larson, signed Milan Lucic. Those moves are probably all linked together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the league has moved in another direction. And my question is for you, regardless of who the general manager ends up becoming, is it not pretty obvious what needs to occur with the team? And that's what the texter is saying now as well. Oh, Do you no agree question. Or dis- no, I absolutely yeah. agree. Your defense doesn't move the puck well enough, right? The puck... You know, between the time that the defenseman gets his stick on that puck against the, the end wall or in a corner and turns off ice, far too seldom does that puck go directly to a forward's tape and the puck exits the zone, right? Way, way, way seldom. That needs to improve. So, of course, you know, there's a lot of teams looking for those defensemen. It's not just, I can tell you what needs to happen. You've got to go and find those guys. Plus, you've got contracts that you're married to. You know, do you think you can just move Lucic, right? No, you got to attach an asset to Lucic and still retain a bunch of salary. And even then, it's a pretty difficult trade to pull off. So, on one hand, I think we all know what's going on. They're too slow. They don't have near enough skill in their depth forwards. And their defensemen don't transition the puck at all. They don't pass the puck nearly well. They also, they also Mark, can't, they, they don't finish plays off. Teams, uh, you know, teams basically support and collapse down low in their defensive zone because they know that the Oilers don't have the offensive capabilities from the back back end to make plays to uh, to finish plays off. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's absolutely that, too. You need, you know, today's fourth-line player has a little bit of skill, right? I think we're seeing that Kyle Brodziak's not working here. You know, Kyle Brodziak's, Brodziak was yesterday's second uh, fourth-line center. He's not today, yeah. but but Toby Reader is supposed to be today's depth winger, right? He's quick. Yeah. He's supposed to be, have some skill. Well, he's a, he's I haven't seen a perimeter player like Toby Reader in many many years, right? His skates haven't touched the blue paint all season long. So yeah, no no desperation. Don't find not in the guts. Of, not in the guts of the game. Not in the guts yeah, of the game. Don't find me three more Toby Readers, right? So this is pro. Uh, talent evaluation, Bob. This is, if you would have talked to people in the LA Kings organization, and if you had contacts there, which good scouts do, they'd have told you what's going to happen with Toby Reader. Because the guys in LA that I know told me, and I'm only a sports writer, right? If you'd have, if you'd have known anyone in the Rangers organization or the Bruins and had the conversation, they'd have told you about Spooner. Because I had the conversation and they told me, and I'm only a sports writer. And I find out after the fact, you're supposed to get paid as a scout to know these things before the fact. And that's where the Oilers fail. They're finding out like a sports writer after they've signed the guy that he can't play. And there's here's about a, 10 examples of those guys, Paul. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting because there were a couple trades made. I'm not saying they make the playoffs if they had Stroman Kajula all year. But what I am saying is for 60 games, they did not have a third-line center. Okay, except yeah. when they rolled McDavid, Drysdale, and Nugent Hopkins down the middle, and Kajula is better by my count and more useful than five of the options that they're going to have at wing tonight, maybe six. 
No. I mean, well, he comes back from a concussion last night. You talk about being in the guts of the game. So, Reader hasn't been in the guts of the game. And I don't want to pick on Toby because, you know what, what happened happened. Uh, you know, Bob Nicholson admitted he, sh- he shouldn't have said it so direct on Tobias Reader. You can make allusions that there will be changes to the roster. I can say there's going to, if it's me, two of the six defensemen that are currently, like, there needs, and, 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 all six D-men can play in the NHL that Edmonton has, but they need a different dynamic on their defense. With the yeah. forwards, it, logic dictates there's going to be speed and skill added. But uh, Drake, you know, Tobias Reeder, not in the guts of the game. Drake Kajula comes back from a concussion, and he's trading punches with Dustin Bufflin. That's that's pretty tough to to ignore. Mark, when we come back, we're, we're going to talk about the McDavid factor. It's 1248 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. This fall, you can join Dennis LaLiberti on an exclusive trip to Italy and Greece, a spectacular 16-day holiday. Uh, lots going on with it, trips to Rome, Florence, Venice, as well as a cruise in the Greek islands. Reach out, only a few seats left. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Hey, Spec, we're on the air here, just so you know. We're sharing a party line. This is Oilers Now, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, this, By the way, Mark, this is the last show I do over the phone this season. Uh, not me, because I'm going to Winnipeg next week to cover the Jets. We're just going to cut you loose at that point. We might cut you loose after the next segment. Stopper Inspector brought to you by our friends at Horse content. Uh, we're not going to be dying for content. Uh, Stopper Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. The province of Alberta was built on a horse. A reminder, racing begins Century Mile, April the 28th. All right, Marcus. Connor McDavid um, addressed the media last night, had some questions uh, and answered and and gave more than he usually does. And you could see the exasperation and the frustration with him. I know lots of people have uh, speculated what does this all mean. Give me your take. Well, it's just, you know, Connor's a pretty smart guy. I uh, Some of our listeners who are doing the online uh, interview watching on the Order's YouTube channel might remember, geez, about six weeks ago, I asked Connor in a scrum, what's it after a particularly tough loss what's it like being him right now and he kind of just rolled his eyes and didn't answer the question and he in his mind thought to himself this isn't the time to tell you that this isn't the time to ask that question and maybe it was a dumb question Bob I asked lots of those but the point is yes you do yeah I do that's fine you got it some of them are dumb uh but Rob Tichkowski last night had uh at such time as the orders were officially eliminated, basically asked the same question, how frustrated are you? Which is, you know, a very pertinent question, a good job by Rob. And Carney McDavid decided, well, now it's time. And he, he, everybody's read the quotes already, and I'm sure you guys have probably played them, so I yep. don't need to repeat them, but he's, uh, you know what? Who isn't sick of this? Who isn't fed up? He's no different than an Oilers fan, right? He feels exactly the way you fans do out there. No different. He's fed up with not being surrounded with enough good players, even though he wouldn't say that publicly. He's fed up with not playing in the playoffs, which I think he did say publicly. And he's very much anticipating playing for a good team in Edmonton, uh, not a team that continues to go down this road. I don't blame him a bit for what he said. Yeah, I think in the, the heat of the moment, I mean, frankly, I applaud the fact that 
you know, I mean, the guys are obviously they're going to be disappointed. And as you mentioned, Merck, when you have five forwards with career years, McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Chason and Cassian, you know, uh, even Nurse on the backhand offensively with a career year. Yep. But it, 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 it's going to be interesting because the natural inclination, Mark, is, you know, this is because you know how the Toronto media loves. I find it ironic, Mark, that Mike Babcock had to fly to Arizona last year with Austin Matthews. And Austin Matthews only signed a five-year deal. But they pick apart the Oilers all the time when McDavid and Drysaddle have eight-year deals in Toronto. It's part of what they like to do is they like to belittle other markets around the National Hockey League. Um, and, I'm hey, for the record, I'm picking them to beat Boston, and I won't be disappointed when they don't. But I, I still think they should beat Boston. they got a, to me, a deeper team up front. Um, anyhow, I digress. Should we be alarmed at anything that McDavid said yesterday? No, not at all. I'd be more alarmed there if, you go. if he... If he said that it. he was happy with what's going on, right? You nailed he it. Should, he should be PO'd, and he should be fed up. You know, like every good order fan out there, they're PO'd fed up too. So I'm sure that, you know, I think you and I, I don't know Connor as a friend. We don't go to dinner together, but I know him professionally as well as anybody. And the Connor McDavid that I know to my level is, is a guy that's not – bailing on the program and going home and telling his friends this summer, oh, man, I can't wait to play somewhere else. That's not the guy that I know. Garner McDavid is, is at this time digging in on this thing, and he's waiting to see who gets hired, and he will do whatever it takes to help this team get better, and he wants to win here. Talk to me two, three, four years from now if we're still having the same conversation. All right. bets are off. Okay, all bets are off. But today, and for the beginning of the next regime, and remember, this is only Connor's second, you know, GM. I'm not saying that's good, but it's not like he's been through ten GMs here. He's been through now his second one. I think he's willing to give the second one a chance to get it right. All right, Spack, uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, you're, I'm going to get you to do an extra segment this week, if possible, since we uh, shorted uh, our friends at Horse Racing Alberta because of yeah. the travel, that- travel schedule. So maybe the Thursday or Friday show, keep that in mind. Uh, have a nice day. The, uh, I was at the track yesterday, Paul. Uh, for the- How did it, well, I have not been down there since the fall. How did it look? Well, the casino's unbelievable. It's like walking into a Vegas hotel. And uh, it's a mile track, which when you've looked out over that Northlands track and then you go down there and you see it, you see the difference. I mean, obviously, it's so much bigger than a five-eighths of a mile track, and it makes for a different kind of racing, and it's pretty cool. You know, it's a big league track, man. Not completely finished. they got some grass to grow and a few things to do, but uh, really exciting. And to see that thing unfolded yesterday, uh, walking out of that big league casino into a mile racetrack, the only one this uh, Toronto's awfully cool, Bob. All right, Speck, great stuff. Uh, great scouting report. We'll hook up next or uh, later in the week. Uh, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in Oilers Now, uh, we're going to hear from Jay Woodcroft. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.